Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Acts chapter 27 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition, review key takeaways, and end our session with a prayer. Paul sails for Rome. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Adramitium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day, we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there, we put out to sea again and passed to the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea of the coast of Sicilia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia. Then the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving at Snidus. When the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the lee of Crete, opposite Salmon. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Haven near the town of Lycia. Much time had been lost, and sailing had already become dangerous, because by now it was after the Day of Atonement. So Paul warned them, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo, and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete facing both southwest and northwest. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity, so they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force, called the Nor'easter, swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Cauda, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. So the men hoisted it aboard, then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together, because they were afraid they would run aground on the sandbars of Saturus. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard, and the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun no stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging. We finally gave up all hopes of being saved. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because no one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep your courage, man, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. The shipwreck. On the fourteenth night, we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea, when about midnight the sailors sensed they were approaching land. They took sounding and found... The water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rock, 
they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the boat. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. But before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, You have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach, which they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting loose the anchor, they left them in the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck fast and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump aboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks on other pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land safely. This is the end of Acts chapter 27. So we see here that they take a voyage that Paul warns them against because they are now in hurricane season. They don't listen, and sure enough, they find themselves terrified by a storm and barely escape with their lives, but they ended up shipwrecked on an island. So at this point, Paul has avoided um, the prisoners from perishing aboard, and also their life were spared, um, because usually they would try to kill them so they wouldn't escape when they're shipwrecked. But in this case, um, all of the lives were spared. So now let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your, your wonderful generosity, your blessings, for giving us life, for giving us your word, so that we understand our purpose in this life, why we were created. You are our creator. You made us, Father. You made our mind, our bodies, our hearts, our soul. You gave us our soul. So, Father, Help us understand our purpose on this earth. Sometimes we feel lost. We don't know what to do, what to say, where to aim, where to go. But we know that you are our center. You are the reason we're here. And so, Father, allow us to every day do what we must, which is to worship your name and to be part of your family and to bring others to you, to, the, to Christ, so that they can realize their true purpose in life. So, Father, thank you for guarding us. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for supporting us, even though we let you down over and over and over again. Father, we love you. We need you. Praise your name, your holy name. In Jesus we pray. Amen. This concludes today's reading interpretation of Acts chapter 27. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.